Welcome to Season 2 of Unadulterated Heart. I'm Rachel, and this season will be full of God's glory. I will be speaking with many different people to share the testimonies of what the Father has done and is doing in the lives of Spirit-filled believers. We are called to share the testimony of what God is doing because He desires to do the same thing in others. Let's dive in and be encouraged today. In this episode, you'll meet Tracy, a powerful woman of God and leader of the Mountaineer Country chapter with the ministry Deeper Still. I used to serve in this ministry and can give a firsthand account of the power behind it. Anyways, let's just jump right in. Today, I have Tracy uh, with me, and we are going to be discussing a hot topic today because this is a topic that um, is very relevant in our society. There's been a lot of debate whether this kind of thing should be um, legalized, not legalized, banned, um, have all these rules against it, and and things like that. Um, and Tracy herself has been through been through this before, and this is uh, going to be a powerful, powerful testimony. I've I've known Tracy since uh, deeper still days. Deeper still actually is a powerful ministry, um, which actually I will let Tracy describe. So Tracy, if you wouldn't mind um, introducing yourself. Yes, I'm Tracy Ketchum, and as Rachel said, we've known each other um, for a very long time, actually since Rachel was a um, pretty young girl, actually. <laughs> yeah. So we worked in this ministry together. Um, the name of the ministry is Deeper Still. Um, and Deeper Still is a ministry that offers free and confidential weekends to men and women with abortion-wounded hearts. Mm-hmm. And so this retreat, you know, it allows you to get away from all of life's distractions and just yes. be with God and hear from Him. Um, you know, when we're going about our day-to-day life, you know, we, we shoot for healing. We try yes. um, to be in the Word, and we try to get in Bible studies, and, you know, we try to um, to grow in the Lord. And mature in the Lord, but there's just something about a retreat setting that just puts you with no distractions and you can focus on, you know, just hearing from the Lord and allowing Him to heal your heart. Yes. Um, Yes. So it really is just a wonderful, um, a wonderful ministries. It even goes deeper than just the abortion wound, which that's what I love so much about it. Um, Because I personally don't have a testimony of abortion, but the reason I got into this ministry is just because of the heart of the women. And um, then, of course, men join too. Uh, The heart (laughs) just behind it is so powerful and freeing. And I mean, I took some of the principles that are in the retreat, of course, for myself, for healing in other ways. So um, it is just such a powerful, powerful weekend. Yeah. And, and, you know, as all of us know who have been through abortion, abortion doesn't just take a baby from the womb. Mm, It leaves scars and wounds that are sometimes indescribable. Mm. And, you know, that is what we deal with the heart. We deal with uh, everything involved and connected um, and the tragedy that comes after 
the choice. Right, right. So that's what is so beautiful about the healing that God does on these deeper still weekends. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so now you, Tracy, are the leader of the Mountaineer Country chapter. Yes, many chapters across the United States and China. Um, it's an international ministry now. Yeah, um, it's awesome. It's just growing so quickly. And we are, you know, we were kind of one of the first um, chapters that were started. Um, and so, yes, we are deeper still Mountaineer Country. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. So um, there, like you said, are, there are chapters all over the country, all over the world. So no yes. matter where people are listening from, they can find a deeper still that could be, you know, within driving distance, at least for them. Yes. So yes. that's amazing. You know, I was a young girl um, when I made the decision to have an abortion. Um, life was actually very good. I had grown up in the church. I met my husband there, active in the youth group. Um, we were actually planning our wedding. <laughs> and my husband was going away to the military. And right before he left, I found out that I was pregnant. While he was in boot camp with the Marine Corps, I decided to go have an abortion. Mm. Um, and, you know, people will say, you know, why did you do that? What made you make that choice? When you try to explain how you made that choice as a 19-year-old girl, you really don't know how. Right. You know? And it just sounds like worthless excuses. Mm. Um, but everybody's story is different. If I could start by saying I was raised in the church, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I'm thankful for the people who loved me. Um, but growing up, I also saw the women who counted on their fingers from the time somebody got married to the time they had their baby. And if, oh. you know, if it was under the nine-month finger, you know, like they were going to talk about it and how horrible it was. And, you know, the, the women were a scar, you know, they, because they had to get married. And I can just remember feeling like I'm going to embarrass my family. I'm going to embarrass my church. Thank goodness that our churches have grown out of that. Legalism. Yes. I'm so thankful that we are full of grace and, you know, yes, we have to find the balance between this was wrong and the sin that had led to abortion is wrong, but there's still grace for these, you know, for women who um, find themselves in that situation. Um, so, but for me, I just had a fear. The enemy put a lie in my mind that I would have to deal with that for the rest of my life. And it was a lie. Um, and I believed it. Um, and that's really what it boils down to. Um, I had my abortion in the eighties, so there wasn't a lot of protesting. There really wasn't a lot of talk about it much at all. Um, and so when it was suggested to me that, you know, I just go to the abortion clinic and I thought, well, I'll call and see what it's all about. And, you know, they're like, oh, you just need to get here right away. It's a blob of tissue, you know, all the things that they tell you that is not true. And, you know, when you're looking for that way out, you want to believe it. Right. You You just, you just believe it because you want to. Right. Where deeper still really comes in is when I was growing up, there was a lot of things done to me, a lot of things said to me, you know, I just had a terrible low self-esteem. But after I had my abortions, it, you know, it was, it was so much worse. There was immediate worthlessness, mm. um, immediately no value to my life, no wow. reason for living. There was just a day after day after day hopelessness Yeah, that every day that I woke up, I'm facing the same shame, the same guilt, the same depression. You know, mm. you, nothing is ever going to change. You yeah. know, just facing that pain alone was one of the the lowest p times of my life. My story with Deeper Still is that 
unfortunately, I went there, and because I continued to attend church, because I continued to work in the church, um, I was one of the people that thought, okay, I know God loves me because I was raised in the church, and I, I you're, we're told that from day one, right? Oh, Jesus right. loves you. He died on the cross for you, and I believed that. Right. But I, I describe it this way. I just didn't think that I was his favorite child. Okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. loved, you can put any name in there more than he loved me. He still loved me, but he loved them just a little bit more because I have this secret. Wow. I have this shame that I'm carrying. And so in my mind, I thought, I am just going to work this off. Ooh. If I work hard enough in the church, I know I know I'll be like everybody else. He's gonna love me just as much as everybody else. Wow. And we all know how that works. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> oh man. It, it, it doesn't work out. Not at all. Uh, and I I hate to admit it, but when I heard about Deeper Still, um, I really did think that I was healed. God had done so much work in my heart, and because I was still attending, you know, attending church, um, there wasn't a whole lot of talk back in the, you know, the '90s when I was trying to recover from all of this about relationship with Christ. Oh yes. And because I was working, working, working my salvation, right? You know, but somewhere, some place, I heard about how he really wants a relationship with us. Now, mm. listen, I'm 20 some years old. Right. I have been in church my whole life. Yeah. And I'm just now getting this idea that he really wants a relationship with me. Wow. And so I began to get in the word so much deeper and just begin to grow the relationship and realize he really does want to talk with me. Mm. He really does want to heal me. He really does want to heal all these places in my past. And so, um, you know, then I had a friend give me a Bible study and I can remember going through that Bible study. I can remember just digesting every word and every scripture and just applying it to every place in my life that I could. Yeah. So because of, you know, having that, um, that grounding in the church and, you know, in biblical principles, you know, it just, once the relationship dawned on me, it was up from there, you mm. know, and because God wants to heal. We just have to understand that he wants to heal. Absolutely. And then we have to allow him to do it and right. just give him an open heart and allow him to do everything that he wants to do in our lives. Um, Absolutely. And I can remember just um, uh, sitting with, with the Lord and just being quiet. And I can remember how he would just bring up something horrible that happened in my life, some pain, some scar, some wound. And he would show me that whole wound, but then he would, you know, I would cry that out and, and um, he would just give me a good memory of Ooh. my childhood to replace that. And so I would give him something and he's just, you know, the Bible talks about how he trades things and how he'll give us joy for our sadness. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and just, he's just, he's a great trader like that. And I was mm. able to realize that, you know, he really does want to heal our wounds, but he not only does that, but he replaces them with a joy. Wow. You know, we, he doesn't leave the heart empty of all these things, but one by one, he replaces them with beauty oh, absolutely. Um, when we give him our ashes. And for anybody who's gone through a childhood that has had wounds and hurts, um, we, we bury those but in the process we bury the good things too oh man and so there's true so much of our life that we um 
you know, that we just forget that there was really beauty there. But yeah. the enemy doesn't want us to remember the beauty. No, of course. He, when God heals, <laughs> he just heals so beautifully mm. um, because he just, he gave me my childhood back. Wow. You know, he gave me those good memories um, so that I could look back on. So when I heard about Deeper Still, I thought, ah, uh, I don't think I really need to go. I, I'm good, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm good. And I hate to admit that because I mean, now I like, I'm so turned off at my self-righteousness. Oh. Because that's why the name of this ministry is Deeper Still. Right. Because it doesn't matter where we are in our walk with the Lord. He's always wanting to take us deeper with him. Absolutely. He always wants a deeper relationship. Um, He always wants to be growing us and maturing us. Um, But really what it boils down to is do we want to be loved and forgiven or do we want to be whole and free? There is a difference in it's a step deeper because, you know, a lot of women are just like me. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm forgiven. You know what? You know, and but but really, do you want to walk in complete freedom? Right. Right. Or do you want to still remember that memory with shame and guilt? Exactly. And would <laughs> and you say all of the wounds that come with it? Because right. we can be forgiven, but still have the wounds and still have the the memory, you know. But in freedom, oh, what's so exciting about freedom is after he heals you of all of that, it's not that the memory goes away, but the hurt in the memory absolutely absolutely because it's a healed place and then you're so free to just say lord whatever you want to do yeah you know because now you're you you know you can be equipped you're not worthless anymore you're a child of god Mm. and he's the one that's equipping and you're just willing to accept all that he wants to give so that you can work for him and bring glory and honor to him. Mm. Would you say sometimes, like before the healing, some people might be going through of more of like a head knowledge that they know that the Bible says that they're forgiven and they know that it Absolutely. says that God loves them and things like that. But until it's rooted deep down in your heart, you don't yes. really know and can become free. Absolutely. And I say it like this. If you're still having thoughts that say, I'm not enough. Mm. If you're still having thoughts that say, I'm not quite as good as the next person, yeah, I'm the next Christian, you know, if you're still having thoughts like that, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, you're not free. Right. Absolutely. There's healing. There's forgiveness. There's always going to be that when we're Christians. Yeah. But if those thoughts are still haunting you, like, I'm not just saying about having one bad day. I'm talking about. If you're continually having these thoughts, there's still some freedom yet to be um, explored there. A a ministry like this can really help get you there with the wounded um, heart of abortion. You know, I can remember being on my retreat, and I I can remember on a Saturday, we had like a little bit of free time, and I still had not resolved the fact that I was a Christian, and I not only went into abortion clinic once— but I went into an abortion clinic twice Mm. and I came face to face with Jesus that day. And I said, I need to know how this happened. Yeah. How did I as a Christian girl raised in the church who loved the Lord end up not once, but twice Mm. in an abortion clinic. Yeah. And 
I can remember the Jesus just flashing my life before me, just all the things that were said to me and all the things that were done to me as a child and all the pain that I experienced. And he said, they robbed you of your value. Mm. All of these things took your self-worth. Wow. They took your value. Your, and the way you saw it, your life had no value. When my life had no value, no one else's life had any value. Right. We were just here. Mm. You know? No purpose. Wow. What am I, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But to take that one step farther, Jesus said, when you don't value your own life, and you don't value the life of others. And this is why sanctity of life is so important mm -hmm. as Christians that we take this stand of sanctity of life, that there's value in life, that there's honor in life. Because when we don't honor life, when we allow abortion to be okay in our own minds and hearts, then we don't see the value in the sacrifice of his life. Oh, man. Wow. That's powerful. So I didn't get totally what he did for me on that cross Ooh. and when he restored that sanctity of my life and others lives then I understood the holy sanctity of his life and his sacrifice whoa and it was an overwhelming experience absolutely it was, it was an overwhelming experience that sounds and intense then I could understand the perfect sacrifice. His sacrifice was perfect. Not to take away every sin in your life except for abortion, you know, or whatever that sin is that you're struggling with out there. It was for every sin. In Colossians 2 and 14, it says that he forgave all of our sins, canceling the charges that were being held against us, mm. taking them away, nailing them to the cross. Come on. It says he even went, when he went to the cross, that he disarmed the enemy, Ooh. that he made a public disaster out of them. A Preach it. embarrassment. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he embarrassed the enemy on wow. our behalf. Yes. Like, that is so cool. Oh, right? it's powerful, man. And, you know, and he said, and he triumphed over them Ooh. every sin every enemy mm. he triumphed over that's right why because of that perfect sacrifice wow <laughs> and so when he rose in power mm. we now have that power absolutely <laughs> oh come on the thing that he's called the things that he's called us to do it sounds to me like that is the number one revelation that we need to be receiving as Christians, no matter yes. what you've done, no matter abortion Absolutely. or not abortion, abortion yes. or um, it could be, you know, adultery. It could be for yes. fornication. It could be, you know, drug abuse. It doesn't yes. matter. Whatever it is, you need to come to the realization of this perfect sacrifice and accept it Absolutely. as your own Absolutely. so you can walk in complete and full wholeness and freedom in Jesus name. Wow. Amen. Amen. That... It does not matter what we have done. No. When he said it is finished, he meant, he meant it, it is finished. That's it right. Is a done deal. Come on. Of him. That's not right. Because of anything that we could ever, ever do. That's right. And that's the realization that really blew me away. I can't work for this. No, absolutely. I work because of this. Yes. Right? <laughs> oh, he's just so good. 
So, you know, it's mm. finished. Even if you're still struggling, it's still finished. Yes. It still was enough. Wow. He sees your struggle. He sees your heart. He knows that you're trying to overcome it. Wow. He knows that you're sticking with it. Mm. You know? So even if we're still struggling in that sin, if we have given our lives to Jesus, yeah, it's still finished. Wow. Wow. So we got to get that because, Absolutely. you know, when we live, you know, we, we need to decide, are we going to be sinners saved by grace or are we going to be triumphant children of God? Come on. Right. And there is such a difference. There is. Because if you're a sinner saved by grace, Sinner is where your mind is going to go. That's right, Tracy. Come on, girl. That's right. <laughs> but if you are a child of God, you're going to start living like you are. That's right. Every that is so right. That you make is going to be because you're a child of God. And you're righteous. That you're forgiven, that you're, yes. yes you're, you are holy. When you see yourself as holy and righteous, you're going to make holy and righteous decisions. Oh, come on. And it's not like we're going to be perfect with it, but Absolutely. we're we're going to be, I'm just telling you, because I, I mean, yes. if you've listened to the podcast, you've, you've heard yes. about the transformation. Like once I got this Absolutely. heart knowledge of the freedom in him yes. and, and how I truly am 100% forgiven, not just a little Absolutely. bit forgiven, not just, not just like forgiven of this or that, but fully forgiven of every single thing that I have done. I didn't want, I didn't even even care about sin. Sin wasn't even on yes. my mind. I am not a sinner saved by grace. No, I am a exactly. full and complete child of God who who he pray, paid the ultimate price for me alone. If Amen. I would have been the only human, if you would have been the only human, yes. we were worth it. Yes. Absolutely. And like that, that kind of revelation will change your entire life. It'll like give you full on joy unspeakable right a peace yes. that surpasses all understanding like Absolutely. you which you cannot get unless you know how free and loved and forgiven that you truly are absolutely that's all that's all of it wow <laughs> right there <laughs> because you know when we are living with that mindset there's nothing that he can't call us to yeah. that we can't do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is all about is living for his fame, living for mm. his glory. Beautiful. Somebody asked me one time, how can you tell somebody that you went into an abortion clinic two times? Mm. And I said, because I know that I'm forgiving. That's I'm right. Forgiven, yes. And it's done. And now I, it's forward. I don't look back there anymore. Nope, that's not who you are. I don't look at that person who I was anymore. Nope. You know, the only time I go back to my testimony is if I can think it could help somebody who is there. I can say, look what the Lord has done. Wow. And if he can do it in me, he can do it in you. Come on. And that's what our word of our testimony is all about. Exactly. You know, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. That's that perfect sacrifice. Come on. And the word of their testimony. This is why I love doing this because it has um, every single time that I talk with someone about the glory that the Lord has shown in their lives, the faithfulness of him, the goodness of him, his, his just glorious riches that he just pours out on us. It just gets yeah. you so excited. Like your heart just wants to yes. burst. You want to rejoice with these people and, and just give God Amen. so much glory for, for the transformation that he can do. If you could just say to people, aren't you tired of trying to find joy on your own? Yes. You know, in yourself and in, in your own endeavors you know it, it just it nothing measures up to a relationship with Jesus it doesn't 
Nothing does. Nothing will fulfill you like him. I mean, this ministry just snatches people out of this um, just forgiven, just barely forgiven stages that we get in Mm. and puts them well into, you know, walking in freedom and ready to do whatever he calls them to do. And that's that's what's so exciting about it. It's beautiful. Solidifies freedom. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's amazing. I think that the biggest thing is to see a complete change in their on their faces from mm. Friday night when they come in to yeah. Saturday uh, every day, every hour you see even a bigger smile oh. and a bigger joy and you know just a, a change in the whole countenance yes it's just amazing Absolutely. and you know sometimes even the team will will doubt Oh, I don't know what kind of freedom we're going to be able to get this person, or I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. Mm. We have learned to just throw all of that out the window. Absolutely, God shows up. He so every does every single time. Oh man! But the biggest thing that we hear from men that come mm-hmm. is that they finally now are free to be the leader of their homes. Wow! And the leader of their families. Oh. They felt such shame in that area because. You know, I took one child and now I'm trying to lead these. It's not mm. fair, oh, you know, wow. and, and just the thoughts that they have, the, the, the lies that the enemy tells them, let's be plain, um, is it just keeps them from really being able to lead their families. Absolutely. And so I really just think with, with men, not only just joy and forgiveness and freedom, it is just now they can go back to their homes and really take their rightful place Come in on. that home. Oh, and that's huge that's, in America today. It's the biggest um, thing. Fatherlessness. Yeah. And, you know, a father can be, we had one man say, I was right there. I didn't leave my family, mm. but I still can't say I was a father. Oh, man. Until he came to deeper still. Wow. And that, that just, you know, that was powerful. Very. Um, a lot of the things that, that people say is just, you know, they're free to love their children in, in healthier ways now. You're either feeling like... You withhold love because it's not fair to your child that you aborted or that, you know, or you're hovering and trying to do everything right. Mm. And then parenting becomes a list of rules that you have to do. So you're the good mom or you're the good dad. So it's still striving. Yes, it's it's all striving. Mm. They just um, can love their children in in healthier ways. And that's huge. And Absolutely. one of the women said that they've noticed that now they have more freedom in worship. It's not so much a duty, let's stand up and sing this song. Yeah. But now it is immediately entering into um, intimacy with Jesus. You mm. know, there's no working it up or, like you said, striving. Absolutely. You know, there's no striving in their worship any longer. Um, you know, a lot of people, that they feared seeing their child in heaven. Mm. wasn't sure they wanted to go to heaven because they were going to have to face their child. Mm. But one thing that we can be sure of is that our Heavenly Father has not taught our children um, unforgiveness. Absolutely not. That's just, that's not even a thought in heaven. Uh, Yes. So they don't know. (laughs) You know, that's our fear. Yeah. And that is healed through deeper still in the hearts of these men and women. Mm. Um, And, yeah, that's one thing that you really don't think about. You know, you don't think that these women would have these kind of fears or these men would be even afraid to go to heaven. I want to say one of my favorite memories, though, happened in this past retreat. Um, and the, the, the girl said that we were they were in worship and she 
got a glimpse of her child in heaven who was now in his 30s and he's cheering her on oh. saying go mom this is awesome mom keep on going mom oh, you know and no. he's up there cheering her on that's beautiful uh, i just thought that was so beautiful that really is uh, just the way she shared that um she said, you know, now I know I have a cheerleader in heaven oh. that every accomplishment and everything that God calls me to, he's cheering for me. There is so much in, on our website, um, just quotes from um, some of the people who have come through the retreats and some testimonies on there. And I would just love for you all to check out the website. Um, if you have any questions, you can call. This chapter can be... Um, found at www.deeperstillmc.com. Nice. And the telephone number is 304-830-3386. Awesome. We also have a Facebook page, Deeper Still Mountaineer Country. You can go and like that. We have a lot of information on there as well. Um, I also okay. would like to say to Karen A. Karen Ellison, she's the founder and president of, of Deeper Still, and she did write a book that is just beautiful. The name of the book is Healing the Hurt That Won't Heal. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part about this is freedom for, uh, for the abortion wounded and help for the church they fear. Wow. Because we all know she addresses the church. Yeah. Um, we all know that there's a disconnect, mm. you know, these people are sitting in our congregations with right. these wounds and these mm. hurts Yeah, and they're never going to tell a pastor unless he makes himself approachable. Yeah. And so he, we have to, as pastors, leaders, congregation, body of Christ in general, we have to find a balance between saying we honor life and we believe that abortion is wrong yet have the grace and the mercy to pour out on those who are sitting in our congregation and they are post-abortive. 100%. Yes. Yes, because you so, were, that's the whole reason that you did the abortion in the first place is you said yes. that you were so afraid of what your church yes. family was going to say and your own yes. family because of their right. religiosity yes. and that it just yes. struck you and, and you felt like you had no other choice. Exactly. And so, and that is so backwards from I, the heart of the father. It, is. it really is. And you know, 70% of women who have had abortions identify with Christianity. Yeah. They say, wow. they're, you know, that they're, they're Christians. They, yeah. you know, they just don't know where to go and they don't know what to do. And so after they're post-abortive, they're still sitting on the pew. Yeah. Except this time they're carrying all these wounds and shame and guilt that abortion caused. And they don't have anyone to tell. Very few people are ever going to admit in a church that they've had an abortion. So how do they find healing? We just have to find the balance between, you know, saying abortion is wrong and we believe it goes against God's word. But for those of you who are post-abortive, we love you and there is healing for you and there is mercy for you and there is forgiveness for you. That's right. That's right. And you are restored into this congregation. Mm. You are not any less than anybody else. That's right. That's right. When you repent of something, you're clean from it. Yes. And most pastors just assume that a post-abortive person already knows that. So therefore they don't say it. Oh, 
Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just a missing element yes. that we, we just pray, you know, that, that there will be a connection. And so this book really helps a pastor, a church leader, even just a member of a congregation to, to close in that gap and make that connection. One out of every four women have had an abortion. Church needs yeah. to wake up. There's many, there's, that's one thing that the Lord has been really uh, speaking into my spirit since I came back from England. And that was, well, since I got forgiven and at the place that I am now, um, is yes. that there is a lot about the church that needs to wake up. And yeah. luckily, this these last days, this great outpouring, this is what's happening. The church is waking up. And I'm just excited to be on the front lines. We are waking up. Yes. Amen. <laughs> uh, yes. Like, I'm just excited to be on the front lines of this awakening because yes. I, I, no Me more sidelines. No more sidelines. Amen. There, There's no time for that. Jesus is coming there back. Isn't. Like, there, there's just, you know, we need to get on board with, with the way the spirit is moving and yes. move that way as well in power and in righteousness and love. I do want yeah. to say that we do have two retreats nice. um, every year, one in the spring and one in the fall. Perfect. And the spring retreat is being held April 22nd through the 24th. Awesome. So um, go on our website again mm. and just and, and take a look at it and see if it's something that um, you're up for. Because I know you're up for it. If God is calling you to it, mm. um, he's just going to show up for you. And again, Absolutely. do you want to live a forgiven life or do you want to live a freedom a life of freedom absolutely um, and and I, I hope that we grasp the difference and we can ask our, ourselves no matter whether we're post-abortive or not post-abortive yeah. am i living forgiven yes in a, or am i living in freedom you absolutely. know and and if you're living um just forgiven let's make the change to step into a mindset that says i am free you know, I mm. do not have to be chained to my past any longer. That's right. That done, nailed to the cross. That's right. Just, just, yeah, just grasp that and mm. just fly forward, move Amen. forward, accelerate. Amen. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you, Tracy. That is amazing. So, you know, thank you I so, so much. I so appreciate you coming on today and thank you so much I for your willingness. I you having me. Amen. Amen. What a testimony. With a statistic like one in every four women have had an abortion, there is probably someone in your life that has experienced this. First of all, I want to personally apologize for any Christian or anyone that has caused shame to arise in the one that has chosen to have an abortion. Like Tracy said, everyone has their own story for why they have made that decision. I will always support the side of life when it comes to this topic, as it isn't the baby's fault that the parents weren't ready for a baby or even if a woman is raped and gets pregnant. I understand that there is a lot of debate when it comes to this topic, but here's my stance. God is certainly not okay with rape. The enemy is the one that steals, kills, and destroys. Rape is an unspeakable evil, but two wrongs don't make a right. My conviction is that the Father has knit each one of us together in the mother's womb, as it says in Psalm 139. He has predestined each of us for a purpose. As a woman that struggled to get pregnant, I am a huge supporter of adoption. Even if someone isn't ready to be a parent, there is someone that would give anything to be one. 
Now, I am not a perfect person by any means, and if you've listened to season one of the podcast, you would hear about some of the wretched things I've done. No one's sin is greater than the other. All of it is the same in the Creator's eyes. It was also all paid for on the cross by Jesus. Every single sin He took upon Himself to make us completely righteous and pure to the Father. If you or anyone you know has experienced the pain of abortion, please reach out to a Deeper Stone ministry near you. There is healing and freedom for you with the Father. If you are still alive, you have great purpose. Yes, even after all of the things you've done. If Tracy and I can walk with no shame, guilt, or condemnation and carry on with the new perfect plans He has for our lives, so can you. Be blessed. Until next time.